Hey, everybody. Have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball highly recommend Podbean for getting your podcast out to a larger audience. Podbean has given us the opportunity to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all of your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? We've made it to episode 100 of Screwball. It's a big milestone for Screwball. We've been doing this for uh, a little over two years now, um, through the COVID lockout, through the, you know, long, you know, CBA lockout, uh, moving on to our third season, essentially, of Screwball, and, you know, we're not going to do anything too too crazy for episode 100 um but we did want to note at the top of the show that we finally reached our 100 episode and it's kind of cool that we uh, can hang our hat on a nice little milestone there uh but as for the as you know as far as the episode goes as a whole uh it's kind of standard procedure as we've been doing with our prediction series here as we kind of mentioned last week due to the cba talks wrapping up uh we kind of changed around our schedule a little bit to try and adjust to the new opening day date so this episode would normally be, you know, obviously our predictions episode center around one division as a whole, but this uh, this week we're going to do the NL East minus the Marlins we did last week, so the other four teams, and then we're going to do three of the NL Central teams as well, um, which will take up, you know, obviously more than half of that division and the majority of the NL East division. So looking at a, a good portion of the, you know, almost half of the whole National League here in one episode. So we're going to start in the NL in the NL East, kind of like we do with with how we usually structure the episodes. We go across the across the country from east to west. So with that, let's start in the NL East with the one of the more uh, newsworthy teams, I'd say, of the off season is the Atlanta Braves. So as we do with uh, the other episodes, we just kind of go through the roster. I'll go through the starting lineup, starting rotation, bullpen, bench guys. Frank will go into some prospects, and we just kind of think about you know and talk about where uh these teams are kind of landing so uh the first team up the atlanta braves the projected starting lineup for the atlanta braves is second baseman ozzy albies first baseman new first baseman matt olsen third baseman austin riley uh outfielder marcelo zuna outfielder adam duvall outfielder eddie rosario shortstop dansby swanson dh in the national league alex dickerson and catcher travis darno uh, the reason, I'll just say it now, I have him listed on the bench. Uh, obviously, you're missing Ronald Acuna Jr. there, but he is going to miss some time to start the season. shouldn't be too long, but this is opening day lineup. You know, he's not going to obviously be in the opening day lineup, but it's worth noting, obviously, he's going to be in the starting, you know, outfield once he's back. Uh, the starting rotation, the projected starting rotation is Max Freed, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, uh, Hoskar you know, I believe I'm saying that right. And I, the fifth starter, they had kind of a, a bunch of different reports, but I put uh, Tuki Toussaint as a possibility. Um, they have a bunch of different, you know, uh, you know, they had some prospects they could bring up. They had some younger guys. So that fifth role, I think, is, is going to be uh, uh, kind of figured out in spring training. But um, that's the starting rotation and the starting lineup. I will let Frank handle some of the other, you know, the bullpen and the bench guys, and he's obviously always got the prospects. Um, in the bullpen in particular, there's a big name in there that uh, they made some additions that at least surprised me that they were going to make an addition to. So, but yeah, I, I think overall the team's looking good, and I'll let you kind of handle the kind of your thoughts and the, the rest of the roster here. Yeah, I mean the Braves have a good team. They won the World Series last year. <clears throat> you know they have some turnover. Uh, they lost Freddie Freeman. 
that is what it is. Uh, they got Matt Olson, very similar type player, a younger Freddie Freeman, a touch lower average, more power first baseman, defensively probably better at this point. Um, just a younger player. Uh, Matt Olson's going to do great there from Atlanta, one of my favorite players. Um, they have Marcel Zuna coming back. <clears throat> you know, he served his issues last year. Was actually, you know, I guess you could say vindicated from those, cleared mm-hmm. of all those, which was good because, um, you know, if he didn't do anything wrong, then you shouldn't be you know, punished like he did. So, um, so he was cleared, so he's back. That should help them. Uh, brought Eddie Rosario back, right, the NLCS MVP. He was uh, a Braves hero last year. <clears throat> the team overall is good. They got depth. They got defense. They have some good pitching. The pitching struggled last year a bit at times, especially being injured. At this point, they're supposed to be healthy, right? Soroka is supposed to be back at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. They have Kyle Wright, right? They still have Kyle Wright. He's a young pitcher. Yep. And we have uh, – who was the other one that came up last year? He pitched great. Ian Anderson in the playoffs. That wasn't last year or the year before. But yeah, the last yeah, two yeah. years, him in the playoffs is like you know, a whole different pitcher. Yeah, he's been money. Um. <clears throat> In the bullpen, they got Kenley Jensen recently signed. That was a big move. I didn't think he was coming to the East Coast. Figured he was staying out West. Same. You know, they got a pretty – they strengthened that bullpen up. Just by getting Kenley Jensen. But, the, you know, <clears throat> there were some other additions, too, they made. Um, overall, the, the bullpen seems to be pretty strong. They're in the, they're in the hunt on Kimbrell, too. To make a possible mm-hmm. trade to get Kimbrell back yeah. to Atlanta. Um, overall, though, the, the roster is built pretty deep. They have some good pitching. They're young still. They have some talent. They, I think they can repeat. Um, the reason is because they really didn't have a good year last year and ended up winning. Right. So they can just be more healthy, and some of these guys have good years. Why can't they repeat? Last year was almost like, how'd you do it? Instead of like, oh, we could, they should have done it. Mm-hmm. So now if they play like how they should do, they could they could win. So this is a team that's going to be towards the top of the division, towards the top of the NL, and could definitely push a pennant and push into the World Series. Right. Um, some prospects-wise, <clears throat> their system's not as deep as it was with some trades recently. And guys coming up over the last couple of years, um, so they have lost some prospects in that in that hunt. There, um, you have Michael Harris, the second in the outfield. He was a 65th ranked prospect. Then they have Spencer Strider, a pitcher, not ranked in the top 100, and Drew Waters, an outfielder, not ranked in the top 100 at this point. Uh, he used to be. Um, so they have won the top 100, um, but they do have some decent prospects. Just a lot of them have came come up over the years, and a lot of them they they traded away here recently. So. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why their, their form system kind of looks a little bleaker, but it's because these guys just came up. Yeah. Overall, and though, they're they're very good. Um, their prospects pool still pretty good, and their roster is just built just to last for a long time. With Al- Albies and Acuna and now Matt Olson, Swanson. I mean, Austin Riley, these guys are, you know, all under 30 years old. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, when you look at the Matt Olson trade, I believe they got rid of two guys that were in the top 100. Um, Christian Pache and uh, and someone else. Um, I can't remember his name. So, you know, you could have factored in three guys in the top 100 right there. Um, but, you know... It, Andrew Waters, who felt, recently fell out, but that's just because he really hasn't had a chance to get up in the majors. Yeah. So, so I he's mean, kind of you know. just on that, that back and forth. So if he gets up in the majors here, he could prove that he was a top... He was a top... Towards the top of the top 100 for a couple of years. Yeah. So he's, you know, still prospect. You know, I mean, I'm on top 100, but he's still quite talented, you know, player. Yeah, so they, you know, they got they got depth. Um, this is the World Series defending team, so they are clearly good and can be good again. Um, it's a bit tougher division this year. Uh, last year, obviously, the division was supposed to be, you know, tougher than it was. Uh, we'll see if that actually shines through this year because 
three specific teams did really get a lot better this year um, in the free agent and trade market. So uh, we'll get into those teams in a sec. But I think the Braves will be perfectly fine in the division. I don't think they should have a problem finding a playoff spot somewhere, especially with the expanded playoffs. So you're looking at a good team here, and you catch them kind of like how they were in the playoffs last year, and you never know where they can go. So definitely be on the lookout for them. Uh, the next team, which you know prior to the lockout made a lot of waves in free agency and, and trade market as the New York Mets, um, with the backing of owner Steve Cohen, kind of going to a a la George Steinbrenner approach, you know, back in the day, spending, 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 trying to get make this New York team the New York team. Um, and you'll see as I go through this roster here, uh, kind of, you know, the new additions that they've been making. Uh, so the projected starting lineup for the Mets without any, you know, obviously any more free agent additions because you never know with him, with Cohen. But uh, outfielder Starling Marte, batting first. Uh, second, outfielder Brandon Nimmo. Shortstop, Francisco Lindor. Uh, first base, Pete Alonso. Now, this was on two projected lineups, both in the same spot and everything. They had Robinson Cano at the DH. I don't know what his status is with the team as of right now, where his roster spot fits. He just came off of a, a second uh, steroid suspension. Now, obviously, he's still a good player. I just don't know where his standing is in the roster, um, if he will find that starting role with the with the DH. I don't know, but I did see that as a, a predictor uh, for him in the lineup, is Cano DHing. Uh, after that, you have outfielder Mark Hanna, uh, third baseman Eduardo Escobar, second baseman Jeff McNeil, and catcher James McCann. As far as the rotation, they made some pretty good additions. Uh, they have Jacob DeGrom at the top. They have Max Scherzer now uh, at two, or one and two. You could probably flip them too. It doesn't matter. Uh, three, they just recently acquired Chris Bassett. Four, Carlos Carrasco. And five, Taiwan Walker. And... You know, I, I think that I did have I did see Taiwan Walker was listed uh, kind of as an afterthought. I don't know if he's hurt right now or if it, I don't know if he's still I don't know if there's something going on with him. But they didn't quite list him with the rest of the rotation. They had some other, in my opinion, lesser guys above him. So I wasn't sure if there I was. I think some... he just struggled a little bit down the stretch. <clears throat> yeah. So maybe he's like a fifth guy. Maybe you would use him on the bullpen if everyone's healthy. Maybe, but he should be a, a, a you know a pretty good piece for them. Yeah, that's I. Yeah, I wasn't sure where his status. Kind of like I know, I don't know where he wasn't. You know, his his standing in the roster. So I, I put him here because I feel he's a good pitcher. He's definitely a good five. You know, um, but I thought this team made some great additions. I think that they made some smart moves. The Starling Martes of the world, Marcana, Eduardo Escobar. Uh, you know, obviously Max Scherzer got a big contract, but I like the Chris Bassett move personally. I think that's a great fit. Um, I think that this team uh, could definitely make noise in this division. Um, I say that every year because the Mets on paper always look good, in my opinion. I think they always kind of come on opening day and they're ready to go and then things go wrong. So could that happen again? Of course. Um, but, you know, it could be the turning point for them in the year where he, you know, Cohen's not afraid to spend. He's not afraid to make trades and make the the headline uh, moves. So um, could this finally be the time that the Mets do it? They've definitely got the roster to do it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like they don't have key especially superstars so um i don't know how you're kind of feeling on the mets uh i know sometimes you're lukewarm on them you're a little more trepidatious to give them the 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 you know the launching point that a lot of people like to give them like that the best in the league type status so i don't know how you're kind of feeling on this team yeah i mean the mets they they got a good roster you know being a team from new york and somewhere that's local for us i feel like it's a team that we can give an extra minute or two here and kind of go into a little deeper you know, bullpen-wise, they lost some pieces, right? Brad Hand was an acquisition they lost, and, and Familia. 
you know, they lost uh, Robert Giselman, another one who went out mm-hmm. the door. So the bullpen, I feel like, you know, there's a piece or two needed in the bullpen, right? There's not many big names out there. No, you know, they... Ottavino? Yeah, they picked up Ottavino, so that replaces one of the arms, you could say, but... Yeah, and he wasn't, wasn't that great last year for Boston. Um, <clears throat> starting pitching-wise, uh, sure, on paper, looks great. DeGrom, Scherzer, Chris Bassett, right? Tom Walker, Carlos Carrasco, people like that. I believe that sh- the Scherzer deal was just... It just was just... I don't know why you... I just don't understand paying somebody like that. Um, he's a good pitcher. I feel like down the stretch with the Dodgers, yeah, he had some good starts. His last two starts, so I believe the regular season into the playoffs, he really was not the same pitcher. Mm. And then you've seen in the playoffs, they couldn't even pitch him. So you don't want to run into that issue. DeGrom, he was hurt every day. I mean, I, I'm, that was that's serious. He was hurt every day last year. Mm. After every start, there was something wrong with him. He's already said he's opted out next year. He, he's not going to pitch through any any sort of discomfort at all. I mean, anything. I mean, it could be like a paper cut. I feel like he's pulling himself out. I mean, right or wrong, right, mm-hmm. as a pitcher, but you got to watch that. How durable is he? Yeah. Obviously, you can't rely on, what you know, the year he was putting up last year. So, that's something that, you know, the question mark there. Carrasco wasn't that great for them. Tom Walker struggled down the stretch. Chris Bassett's a good addition, though. Um, he's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. He's a really, really good three-man. That's he's yeah. really a, he's a good two man. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a bottom bottom tier ace. So he's a great three man. Um, they have some pieces pitching wise. Bullpen could struggle a bit. You know they do still have Edwin Diaz who had a better year last year. Um, offensively they got a good lineup. Mm-hmm. Pete Alonso. You know they have uh, James McCann still. I think they're kind of doing something weird with the catcher. They might cut a little bit of James McCann's time, you know time, but he's still the catcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeff McNeil, as of now, there could be a trade with him. Dominic Smith, as of now, there could be another trade with him. Robinson Cano, there could be a trade with him. There's a couple guys kind of on the verge of being out the door. Cano, is he the same player? No. Is he on steroids now? Who knows? Is he older now? He hasn't played. Two out of the last three years, he hasn't played. The year he played, it was only a 60-game season. They have J.D. Davis, another one. Could be out the door. Mm -hmm. Lindor played terrible last year. Uh, Jeff McNeil, Lindor got a fight last year. Let's just get, you know, we all know that. Marcana, great addition. Stolen Marte, great addition. Eduardo Escobar is a great addition. They lost Conforto. Depth-wise, this team feels pretty good offensively. I think the bullpen's their biggest weakness, I think. Um, and I think, again, they didn't help their defense. I, uh, Eduardo Escobar is a great player, but he's just not defensively not good. No. Pete Alonso at first base is defensively not good. Teams McCann behind the plate is pretty good. Their pitching staff is, as, 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 as a defense is pretty good. Lindor at shortstop is, is one of the elite defenders. Marcana's pretty good in the outfield. Stolen Marte's pretty good in the outfield. But again, defensively, I don't know if they really got much better. <clears throat> Especially if you're not going to put, if you got Dominic Smith in the outfield, he's not a great defensive outfielder. Jeff right. McNeil, if he's not playing outfield, I don't think he's that great. You know, he's more of an infield, second base or third base. Jay Davis, if he's got to play, he's not much of an, you know, defender. Cano's not a defender at this point. Mm-hmm. So defensively, they're not that great. And, and like I said, the Mets are good. This I just want to dive deeper into this team because this is you know one of our teams here local, um, and they are expected to be really good. But this is this is to worry about, plus the Mets issues that they always have. Oh well, yeah. But they got Buck Walter, which is probably the best addition they could have got. I agree. Better than any player they could have got. I agree. Changes the whole franchise franchise outlook. So that's good. They have a lot of good pieces. You just you still got these. These are their their question marks. You have to watch. Um, so it's 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 the injury bug, of course the defense, and the lack of depth in the bullpen. That's your three weaknesses for this team. 
The other thing you have to watch, I think, with them is the possibility of Cohen being that kind of Steinbrenner-esque, where the league is a lot different than back then when Steinbrenner mm-hmm. was doing things like that. It was a little bit more, here's your five, six teams that are real dominant, everyone else is okay, and there's some bad teams. Right mm-hmm. now, there's a lot of good teams. So if you're going to be putting all these pressure on these guys, like, oh, well, you're not going to play good, I'm sending you out the door, That's I don't know how that handles this day and age with this league's how it's set up. So that's something to watch, too. It felt like he was in the news a lot last year, kind of with stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of like these guys are the thumbs down, the booing the fans, and then like he's like, oh, we'll just get rid of this guy. You know, we got to get people that are going to hit the ball. It just mm-hmm. seemed like it was like, oh, my god, A little bit knee-jerk. Yeah, so that's something to watch, too. But, I mean, like, again, <clears throat> I like to go into this with the Mets because this is one of the local teams, the New York teams, one of the biggest teams in all sports. And they're expected to be really good. But these are the things you have to look out for. If you're a Mets fan or a baseball fan, you're looking out for the Mets. These are your issues. The Mets got a lot better. They have a they have a good lineup. They should score some runs. They have pretty good pitching. Mm-hmm. You know, starting pitching's really good. Bullpen's a little lackluster, but they overall have pretty good pitching. Defensively, they're going to be a little bit worrisome. They have some speed on the bases. So this is going to be a good team, a tough division. Uh, Mets are definitely going to push for the division. Definitely could be deeper playoff teams. Just, you know, I haven't seen, I don't know, one year or two years of the Mets in the last 15 that they seem to be the team that they expected to be. Yeah. And even the team that they went to the World Series, I don't even know if they were expected to be quite a World Series team that year. Just kind of a good team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can really, that's that's the thing. It's like they haven't ever really lived up to it. Not like the Dodgers were like, oh, they go, and they had a couple of bad years, but they're kind of deep, deep, you know, they're deep playoffs, there. deep playoffs, World Series, deep playoffs, World Series. Okay. You know, it's kind of like, well, all right, well, what are you, what's kind of going on there? So, uh, expect the Mets to be good, though. They have a pretty good team. Just, just watch out for those couple things. Those are the only things that I really was like, here's the weakness. Yeah. Prospect-wise, though, uh, they still have a good prospect, a farm system. Francisco Alvarez, catcher, he's a 10th-ranked prospect. They have Brett Beatty, third-base outfield, 27th-ranked prospect. I believe he was kind of there right when they right left. People were like, okay, maybe he can kind of fill that there right shoes right eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then they have Ronnie Mauricio. Oh, yeah, yeah, Shortstop is supposed mm-hmm. to be real good. He's 78th-ranked prospect. They have three in the top 100. Um, so they have a good little system there, and that's a catcher they have towards the top. And no team's good without a catcher, right? And the Mets have never been good unless they had a good catcher. Gary Carter, Mike Piazza. That's true. So they need a catcher, a good one. Farm system, they're pretty good. Uh, overall, the roster's pretty good. I just, you know, it's, 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 it's wearisome with the Mets. Yeah, that's just what they do. So that's the only thing. And they have a tough division. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, we'll get into the next team. We just talked about how good the Braves are. This team's good, and then the next team's getting better too. So, so And uh, this next team, you know, some a local team too. So this is some, a team that we can kind of give an extra couple minutes to to talk about. Yeah. Because of that. They're a local team to us, and most of the people are listening to us. So let's give the extra couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, you know, my last word on the Mets, I think that you're 100% right. I think Buck Showalter is the biggest X factor for them. Um, I think he's a guy that, with this roster, can go right. he could go right to the World Series year one. I mean, he's that kind of guy that brings that element to the roster, uh, to the lineup, and, and to the clubhouse. Um, and I think he'll he's, you're going to see an immediate impact with him. I think that he's a no BS guy, he's old school guy, but he's also... He understands the adaptation to the new style of baseball. So he's yeah. he's just a smart baseball guy, and I think he's going to do wonders for that team. And he was the manager with the Yankees when Steinbrenner was there. If you're going to call Stein, Cohen Steinbrenner, that's the guy to have. Yeah. He knew yeah. exactly how to work with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Buck Showalter is going to be great there. <clears throat> but even he has his own little uh, 
hasn't quite won. So it's just, you know, I kind of guess he fits with the Mets, right? You just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, right. But, you, you know, looking at them, the Mets have a really good team. They're solid. I expect to be a race in New York mm-hmm. for the city. And, 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 you know, there's a possibility these New York, in the World Series, not leaving New York. Yeah, that's very true. That'd be cool. So that's just Subway how it series. is. So, there's excitement there, but obviously, there's some, you know, some caution in some of these things, and just being, it be the Mets. Yeah. It just makes you think. If it wasn't the Mets, you go, oh man, this team's really, really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mets, well, here we go. Uh oh, there's like a black cloud, you know? Yeah, we've seen this before many yeah. times, so. Well, we'll see. There's, they should be pretty good. Yeah. Excitement around this area for the Mets again, like it was World Series year. I've never seen anything like it. No, no. That's that World Series year. I was, yeah. I've never seen so many Mets fans just coming out. Oh, yeah. Work. A lot of hungry fans, you know, even if they're dormant and they don't watch that much, they, they're there, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, but the next team we keep alluding to is the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, another local team to us, uh, did make, you know, two big acquisitions. One, I think, uh, huge acquisition. But so the projected starting lineup for them is second baseman Gene Segura, uh, DH Kyle Schwarber, outfielder Bryce Harper, catcher JT Realmuto, outfielder Nick Castellanos, first baseman Reese Hoskins, shortstop Didi Gregorius, third baseman Alec Bohm, and outfielder Odubel Herrera. Uh, the rotation consists of Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson, uh, Zach Eflin, and Ranger Suarez. Obviously, the big names here to look at, the big free agent signings are Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber. I think Nick Castellanos adds more uh, overall to the team than, than Schwarber. Um, not that Schwarber wasn't a good acquisition for them. Now that the DH is in the National League, uh, that's a fine DH you just picked up. That's, you know, you're not going to complain. And he's familiar with the division. So, you know, familiar with the National League. Uh, he'll do just fine. Nicasianos has been very, very good over the last few years. He got a nice payday. Uh, you, already, you got the reigning MVP and Bryce Harper in the lineup. You got probably the best catcher in baseball in the lineup, JT Romuto. You know, Reese Hoskins has got some stupid pop, even though, you know, he's got his average problems and, and uh, defense problems and stuff like that. Well, as a whole, this team has defense problems. Well, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, obviously I'll let Frank get into that. He's, he's um, definitely more the defense guy. Uh, but, I mean, you look, you know, lower down the lineup, we got Alec Bohm as a projected eighth hitter. And Alec Bohm was like one of the higher prospects in baseball, you know, some time ago and has produced pretty well at the, at the big league level. So you've got a pretty well-rounded um, lineup here, especially if you have someone like Didier Gregorius, who had a, who struggled, uh, has a good season. Yeah, mightily, yeah. And then as the rotation, you know, your top two guys, Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, can put in some, you know, some dominant starts. Yeah, yeah. Um, if Aaron Nola can figure it out, you've got a, a one-two punch that's that's pretty damn good in this Consistent. division. Yeah. That's what you need at Aaron Nola. Yeah, right, because he, he, you know. He rides the roller coaster. He, yeah, he, you never really know which guy's going to show up each day. But with Zach Wheeler, Zach Wheeler's been very, very good, you know, very easily could have been the Cy Young guy last year. Should have been. So this team, while I think has more holes than the other two teams, than the Mets and the Braves, I think this team is sneaky dangerous in this division. I think that this is a team that could get kick-started and, and you know, pedal to the metal and, and really get a, a nice playoff spot for themselves. So yeah. um, I don't know what you're thinking with the Phillies, but I think this is a, this could be a sneaky team to watch in, in this division. Yeah, I, I, like, I kind of like the Phillies here. I thought they had a shot last year. Mm-hmm. And I think the team got better. I feel like this this Phillies team is is kind of it feels feels Philly esque. It feels kind of like the city there, you know. They got some good pieces, you know, but they're they're gonna be they're gonna be kind of you know punching the mouth with their offense. They're gonna try pitching their best defensively. They're gonna like whatever. We'll figure it out. But we're gonna we're just gonna be scrappy. We're gonna be there. 
We're going to hit the snot out of the ball. They're underdogs in this division. They just got that Philly that they feel like the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Doesn't quite feel like that, that Utley-Rollins Phillies, but kind of early on that. And they were getting good, and they were like, oh, man, they, this team... And then uh, they were real dominant for a couple of years. But yeah, that early right. on stages, we're like, this team could be really good. We yeah, just don't scrappy. quite know what's going on yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Bullpen-wise, I believe they picked up Familia, and they picked up Brad Hand, right? Mm-hmm. From free agency. Those are yep. two good moves from them. The Phillies' bullpen still needs help. That's just how it is. It needs some help. Can they use another outfielder, too? Because they got Bilbo Herrera starting. He's not a bad player. Is he really you want to be a starting outfielder? I'd rather have him be more of an extra outfielder. Right. But their, their concerns right now, you know, bullpen, defense, are defensively not good. And they're already dealing with some injuries. I believe Eflin. Yeah. He's already possibly questionable for the beginning of the year. And Wheeler already had a shoulder injury. Yeah. So that's already off to a bad start when you have a good division. You don't want to be chasing all day. But this this lineup, Swarber, the way he played last year, last 60, 70 games or whatever, he was batting 300, hitting home runs. Castellanos at Philadelphia in Citizens Bank Park, he, he goes opposite field. You know, he was dominant at Detroit. And then he went to um, Chicago, which is the half a year. And that's pretty big, you know, unless the wind's blowing out. And he was dominant there. Then he went to the Reds. I mean, that's a hitter's-friendly ballpark. And look what he did. Yeah. They're gonna put him in Philly. He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Harper MVP. Real Muto, best catcher in baseball. Alec Bohm. I mean, last year he struggled. The year before he was batting 300. He's a one of the top prospects. He's just got to get that power stroke because he's a guy who's supposed to have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And he had like eight home runs last year. That's not gonna cut it. But he's gonna get better. Didi can't have much worse year. Hoskins. He had his injuries last year, but he played pretty good at stretches. He's just got to cut down some of the inconsistent roller coaster ride that Nola rides. Nola have a start or two where he's dominant. Then he's just walking guys. Then he's afraid to throw strikes. And then he's all over the place. And then he's striking out 15 guys. Who did he strike out? 10 in a row last year? 9 in a row? Broke, yeah. Tied the record? Mm-hmm. Broke the record? Wheeler, workhorse. As long as he's healthy, he's just going to pitch every day. And he's just going to go to town. You know, I feel like they could use maybe Kyle Gibson was good last year. I feel like they could maybe use another starting pitcher. And they could use a bullpen guy. Their defense is just not good. Ramuto, great gold glover back there. Some of their pitchers aren't bad. Hoskins, average. Maybe yeah. over there, right? Maybe average, maybe a hair above. You could even see a hair below, but I would say more average. You know, you got uh, Didi defensively, one of the better defensive shortstops. I mean, even still, defense maybe not quite the same as it was a couple years ago, but defensively still one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, Swarber, if he's playing defense, he's not great. Castellanos has definitely made himself a better defensive outfielder. He has struggled in the past. He's definitely better now. I would say he's above average. Not super, super great, but above average. Right. You know, they just this Alec Bohm struggled a bit last year. He's just young, so you, you know he's still learning. He's figuring it out. Yeah. yeah. And Abdul Herrera, I just don't, you know, I, I feel like that's a weakness for them. As he's going to be your starting what center fielder, right? I mean, you just feel like you need something there. Right. Um, I feel like that Mickey Moniak pick just hasn't really worked out so far. If he could just kind of figure out, that would be that would really solidify his lineup. Or they can make a move and go get a center fielder before free before the season starts or at the deadline. Mm. Um, but this team's it's a good team. I just you know. It doesn't have the standout, like you said, with the Mets or the Braves. But there's no reason this team can't compete with anybody with the way they can hit the ball. No. Um, and this is a team that we've seen last year at times. They get rolling, and they they just they catch that city on fire, and, and things are going, and it's just, the team rolls. They did it last year for a couple weeks there. And all of a sudden, they were like, what, first in the division? Yeah. Right up there, tied for first in the division. <clears throat> so this is a good roster. Girardi there, you know, it's kind of how to fight. Work through this. Work through a bullpen that maybe not, might, might not be that great. <clears throat> so this is a good, this is a good this is a pretty good team. It's on a dog team. I think should definitely be pushing the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoffs. Could they push the division? Sure. 
Offensively, I think they're, they're a team that can go to the playoffs and maybe make some noise. I'm not quite sure if they're World Series bound right now, but with some of these names in the lineup and some of these pitchers, I wouldn't put past them. Yeah. Just would say they're probably sitting more towards the, the middle of the playoffs. Right, right. So it's a good team, though. It's just definitely something to look out for. You know, and they, and they have some prospects that come up, too. They have a uh, shortstop prospect, Bryson Stott. He's 45th-ranked prospect. They have Mick Abel, pitcher. He's the 81st-ranked prospect. And they have Andrew Painter, who's a pitcher. He's outside the top 100. So they have two in the top 100. So they have some pieces to come up, too. But overall, this, this franchise, this team, is, is, is not bad. Mm-hmm. There's definitely something here that they can, they can definitely compete with and really push these other two teams. Um, and if they're not careful, they'll, they'll win a division. Right. Yeah, absolutely. This is a team to watch in the division, uh, especially if the other two teams find themselves skidding and or trying to figure things out or have some you know rough patches. And this team is firing all cylinders. Watch out, you know, because they they could they could be almost ready to go here. You know, could be a three headed you know three wide coming down the stretch yeah. with these three teams. They just have that Philly. They feel like Philly, almost like that Eagles that Eagles year, right? Mm-hmm. They were pretty good, and they started off hot, and they just carried, and then they were unstoppable. Uh, yeah. that, this team could easily be that, or this team could just flutter around 70 wins, 500, and just be there. Yeah, just trying to figure it out. <clears throat> but there's something about this team, that is, especially offensively, that they could just they could just capture that city. Yeah. That's yeah. all he yeah. needs, that city to be captured and put some energy into that. Oh, yeah. And then the fans and the, the teams, they just go nuts. Yeah, and everything just clicks and you don't look back. So Yeah. Uh, we'll see. They're, they're a good team, and uh, – you know, some trade deadline acquisitions, and all of a sudden they're a pl- big playoff team. You never know. Uh, the last team we have here for this episode in the NL East is the Washington Nationals, uh, a team that's definitely more on the line than these other teams. Um, they made some acquisitions, and they made, you know, two big acquisitions recently, uh, two big Dodger prospects um, in the Max Scherzer deal, I believe. So their projected starting lineup, is second baseman Cesar Hernandez, outfielder Juan Soto, DH Nelson Cruz, first base uh, Josh Bell, outfielder Lane Thomas, catcher Kaybear Ruiz, shortstop Alcides Escobar, third base Carter K. Boom, outfielder Victor Robles, and their starting rotation is Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, Josiah Gray, uh, Paolo Espino, and Anibal Sanchez. So obviously not quite the uh, the roster that the other three teams have, nor do most teams really have those kind of rosters. But you got guys like Juan Soto, Nelson Cruz, Josh Bell, names like that, you know, definitely, uh, you know, make you think twice about the lineup. Young guy, Kyber Ruiz, they got over from the Dodgers, is supposed to be a very, very good catcher. He's still figuring it out. Uh, Alcides Escobar, kind of <laughs> where he came from back from the, you know, back from the 2015 Royal days. Yeah. Um, if Carter K. Boom oh could goodness. at one point figure this out, you know, at yeah, this point, be good or don't be good. Yeah, but yeah. Just gonna, either be good and figure it out, or just get off the team. Yeah, because I'm, I'm tired of looking at it and that's not being nothing. <laughs> yeah, because like Lewis Brinson, mm-hmm. there, right? It's like, come on, figure it out or don't figure it out. I'm just tired of looking at you. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure national fans are quite pissed off at this point because they hear his name every year. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he's coming. It's like, well, he's got to figure it out one day, right? But if he can figure it out, then obviously that's the, you've obviously got a great player there. Uh, and then his rotation, you know, Strasburg's always hurt, but fantastic pitcher. You know, when he's right, he's a great pitcher, and that's just what it is. Patrick Corbin, same deal. Uh, he he struggles, but he is a good pitcher. Josiah Gray, uh, kind of within the K-Bear Ruiz uh, <laughs> corner where he's supposed to be very good and can be very good, which we'll is see where you get out of him. 
Um, so overall, you know, I'm feeling lukewarm in the Nationals. I, they're probably the fourth place team. They're kind of like, they're not quite at the level of the top three teams, not quite bottom dwellers. They are a good team. Could they sneak up on you? Sure. Uh, you know, they're not just going to steamroll this team. But, you know, comparatively to the other rosters, they're just, they don't quite stack up. There's more holes in the, the bullpen, obviously, is a big hole. The depth in the rotation is a big hole. Um, the, the the starting lineup definitely has some some spots in the lineup that you could, you know, you could pitch around, pitch yeah. other guys. So, you know, good team, but, you know, they had the run in 2019. They kind of blew, they didn't blow the team up, but they kind of, like, blew up some pieces. So I just don't know where this team is, you know, going to head from here. They're in the middle Maybe they're a rebuild team. I don't know. But, yeah, I, you know, pretty good, but not quite there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they made some good veteran signings, right? I believe they have D. Gordon on a minor league deal and mm. a couple guys like that in some minor league deals. I think Cesar Hernandez is a good move. Nelson Cruz fits what Juan Soto. Just seems like a good good pairing there. Overall, team's not bad. Good good veteran signings. A bullpen definitely needs help. Starting rotation definitely needs some help. Uh, Juan Soto is one of the best players in all of baseball. Victor Robles came together last year pretty good, right? Um, but there's just too many holes. Uh, the team is going to be okay, you know, six, 70 wins, maybe 500. S- trade some of these guys away, get some pieces back. <clears throat> but they're, they're flirting with disaster over there with Juan Soto, essentially, you know, on the verge of walking out the door. Mm-hmm. You already, you know, now to get rid of Scherzer, you got rid of Trey Turner, you lost Harper. Soto's good chance he's going to leave. Uh, Strasburg might even be going soon. So this, this team's kind of flirting with disaster. Uh, they made some decent moves with veterans, you know, just to kind of stay, hey, you never know, right? Make up some of these guys, they play pretty good, we got a shot. But, you know, I see them, you know, in the 70s wins maybe and just not that great. But you're not going to beat them into the ground every day. No. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think this, you know, they could easily just go at the deadline, but it's time to go. It's time to just tear it apart. Nelson Cruz, see you later. You know, Strasburg, see you later. Corbin, see you later. Juan Soto, you could get the world for if you traded him. Juan Soto, this is what they want to do right now. They could do it. I kind of feel like he's more of an off-season trade at this point because mm-hmm. he still has so much more years left. But you don't know. Yeah. So this team's just kind of not great, and they're in a tough division. Yeah. So Yeah, um, just is what it is. They're definitely trending the wrong way, and I think every other team in the division is trending the right way. Marlins are more up and coming. The other teams are kind of here, and Nationals are like, oh, we're – we won, you know, back then. Yeah. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're they hang their hat on that, and so like, you know, and good for that's good for them. Yeah. But uh, they're just they're they're just not right. They're not they're not gonna fight in this division to the very end. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. No. They can hang around maybe to to June, maybe maybe the All Star break. I don't know, but mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't see them hanging around much. Yeah. So, no, I agree. Well, and, they're they're kind of middle of the road. Yeah. You know? And the prospect wise, they have a pitcher, Cade Cavalli. He's a 39th-ranked prospect. Shortstop Brady House, 49th-ranked prospect. And then they have pitcher Cole Henry, who's not, you know, not in the top 100. Another pitcher. And they have two. That means they have two in the top 100. So, prospect-wise, you know, hanging in the middle. So, they can make some of these smaller trades, get some prospects back. And if they want to go for Scherzer and Corbin and uh, Soto and make some of those bigger moves, you could really, you know, Josh Bell, forgot all about Josh Bell. He had a great year last year. <clears throat> These guys, can you can definitely return some prospects for a really – turn this around pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, right now they're just not a great team. But, you know, they shouldn't be a Hunter Walsh team unless some some bad things happen. They should just kind of be competitive and not get beaten to the ground every day. Right. Yeah, I agree. You know, they'll 
have a weird season, I'm sure, and probably end up 500 or below is my guess. But, um, again, they're not like a terrible team. It's just that's just kind of where they are with their organization. So um, let's move on. Let's shift to the NL Central teams. We have three here we're going to talk about this week. Next week we'll, we'll wrap those up, plus obviously the NL West. Um, so the first team we want to talk about here um, that actually made some – some you know additions and and try is trying to do something here is the Chicago Cubs. Um, so the projected starting lineup for the Chicago Cubs is outfielder Rafael Ortega, first baseman Frank Schwindel, uh, catcher Wilson Contreras, outfielder Ian Happ, newly acquired uh, outfielder I, I haven't heard his name said yet. Saya Suzuki is the um, from the uh, Asian. Uh, I, I don't know if he's Korean or was it Korea or Japan that he came from. I... Think it's Korean? Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't want to say either way, but he came from you know the Asian part of the world. I don't know if it's Korea or Japan. So, um, but he's newly acquired. Uh, third baseman Patrick Wisdom, DH Clint Frazier, shortstop at Andrelton Simmons, and second baseman Nick Madrigal. Starting rotation is Marcus Stroman, uh, Kyle Hendricks, Wade Miley, Alec Mills, Andrew Smiley. A team that I thought pretty much dead in a rebuild. Um, all of a sudden here. Signs Angelton Simmons, trades for Nick Madrigal, signs Clint Frazier, takes a chance on him, signs the big, um, you know, import uh, uh, against Seiya Suzuki, you know, signs Marcus Stroman, uh, does all these things, and I'm thinking, well, what are they trying to, are they trying to catch a little lightning in a bottle here? Or, you know, what's the what's the idea behind this? Because you, you, you like what you get with Wilson Contreras, one of the better catchers in the league. You like Ian Happs, nice switch hitter. You don't know what you get with the, with the new guy, with uh, Suzuki. Could he be an all-star? Sure. Uh, you know, it's always a gamble when you get someone from, from Japan or Korea. And then you have, you know, Andrelton Simmons is going to put up solid years. Nick Madrigal, I think, is one of the more underrated guys, especially because he, he just recently uh, got hurt last season and he couldn't really showcase his stuff. Um, Clint Frazier is a big question mark. Um, you don't really know what you're getting out of him yet. So lineup-wise is, I'd say, in my opinion, a lot of question marks. Uh, Rotation-wise, you got a nice rotation. Stroman, Hendricks, Wade Miley, you like that. Alec Mills, uh, Drew Smiley. It's not going to be, you know, blowing the doors off the place. Um, but you do have solid guys there that can put in really good starts at times. Smiley and Miley, right? Um, yeah, I mean, um, this team is very strange. I don't know quite where to put them. I think the NL Central is a little bit, a little bit more up for grabs, and I think definitely they could slide in more than a division like the NL East with this roster. But there's in at least in the lineup, I'm seeing three to four question mark, like legitimate yeah. question marks, and some rotation question marks, and then obviously you know, uh, you know, there's there's depth questions and bullpen questions. Yeah. So I just don't know quite what this organization is doing, but they do have an, a pretty good roster. They, yeah. They're they're it's they're doing something. Yeah, the team's not bad. They're going to be somewhat competitive. To just they're, they're not great. They made some moves. They didn't go full rebuild again. Simmons, you know, they brought in Frazier. It's a, it's a flyer. Schwindel. Or Sh- Schwindel, yeah, Schwindel, whatever. Schwindel, he played unbelievable last year down the stretch. Contreras, they could trade. You know, he's kind of open, I heard, on the market. They brought in Stroman. They have Hendricks. They have Miley Smiley. <clears throat> you know, they got some pieces. Bullpen-wise, it's it's pretty open. Yeah, I, you know, I don't – I just don't see this team being all that great. But, you know, they could be floating around 500 and, and just kind of stay competitive. Maybe trade some guys at the deadline. Maybe trade for some guys and kind of not really rebuild, just kind of retool because they look like they're willing to spend some money. But, um, yeah, I mean, nothing nothing too crazy. This is not the, you know, this is not your uh, your Cubs of the last 10 years. You know, everyone's gone. 
Right? Literally. Was Hayward's the only one still hanging around? Yeah, he's still there. And he almost didn't feel like quite the biggest biggest thing at that time when you had Rizzo, Baez, Bryant, Arietta. You know, you weren't talking Contreras. You really weren't talking about Hayward anymore, right? At, Addison Russell. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It really worked out. Wherever so, he is. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. The Cubs are not going to be the worst team in the world. They have some decent talent. Just, you know, I, I feel like more of a kind of bring some talent in, bring some talent in, bring some talent in, dive deep into the, let's go spend a bunch of money, call prospect up and be ready. Right. That seems like more what they're going to do. They're not really rebuilding. They're kind of retooling, waiting for the right time for everything to kind of all click. Mm-hmm. So good for them to not go re- full rebuild at this time, but could they? Sure. Uh, but team's not that great. They have some pieces. You know, it's not going to be a wasted year out there in Chicago in the Windy City in Wrigley Field. But, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, your glory days. just seems like it's going to be kind of your Cubs team of, what, 100 years? They had that span? Yeah. They really just kind of had okay teams for a lot of them years. That's mm-hmm. kind of where they're at right now. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to get run over, but, uh, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say that you're a, a top-tier NL team. You know what I mean? So, no, But if you keep a competitive rebuild, like some teams have done in the past, yeah. that's that's a very good... A retool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll see what they're going to do. But the Cubs, are they're all right. I just don't see a bunch there with them. Prospect-wise, they're okay. Right? They're not the worst. They got Brennan Davis, outfielder. He's a 15th-ranked pro- prospect. That could be, you know, that, once that guy's ready to go, that could be their moment to, like, spend, spend, let's go. We're hitting home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, Christian Hernandez, shortstop. He's a 92nd-ranked prospect. Um, and then they have Braylon Marquez. He's a pitcher. He's not inside the top 100 at the moment. Um, but recently he's been, I think he was at one point. Um, so they have some okay prospects, again, kind of in the middle of the prospect towards the bottom of the prospect pool. But okay, they're not the worst. But the Cubs, they're, again, they're just okay. It's, you know, they could be 110 losses like they were in the past, but I don't think they're going to be there. They're going to be, uh, you know, 70 wins, maybe 500, just kind of we're here, you know. So, um, and, and they can make play a, a big choice in who wins that division. Because they have a decent amount of talent where they can kind of run good and maybe beat the Cardinals three or four times toward the end of the year. Beat the Brewers. You know, they can play a role in that. Oh, yeah. Because they have a decent enough talent. I just don't think they're going to be in the run, in the, you know, in the running at the end of the year. Right, right. Yeah, I agree. Um, they're good. I wouldn't say that they're anything special in, in the National League um, comparatively to some of the other teams. But, you know... I wouldn't just count them out of, no. of a game, you know, yeah. so. You're talking baseball in Chicago. You're not talking to Cubs. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, right, right. So mm. that's pretty much where you're at. You're going to talk to, you're going to, talk to White Sox before you talk to Cubs. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying that the Cubs are just all, just terrible. It's just the White Sox are better. And yeah, they're the talk of the town. That's what you're going to talk about. Right. This is how it is. The Cubs are just okay. Mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this division could obviously cause, uh, you know, some, some problems for certain teams and is a little more wide open, but. Uh, you know, I don't know if I see it with this team. No. Everything's got to go right, you know. Like, so way right. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next thing we're going to talk about is the Milwaukee Brewers. So the projected starting lineup for the Brewers is second baseman Colton Long, shortstop Willie Adamas, outfielder Christian Yelich, DH uh, Andrew McCutcheon, first base Rowdy Telez, outfielder Hunter Renfro, catcher Omar Navarez, uh, outfielder Lorenzo Cain, and third baseman uh, Luis Urias. And as rotation, uh, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Adrian Hauser, and Eric Lauer. This team is also strange, in my opinion, because... Every year. Um, as far as the lineup goes, uh, this is a team that has their moments, that certainly has stretches that, uh, you know, they are the best hitting team. You get a guy like Col- you get a guy like Willie Adamas, like how he was, 
Um, you get Christian Yelich to figure it out. Andrew McCutcheon's a nice veteran. Hunter Renfro hit the, you know, he was hitting like hell with the Red Sox. You know, well, yeah, certainly the ballpark obviously helped. Um, catcher Omar Navarro's is one of the more underrated catchers you'll ever see. Uh, Lorenzo Cain still got a lot of life in him. Um, so the lineup can can do things. Uh, I just don't know if that's the, I don't know if the consistency's there for me when I look at the lineup. As far as the rotation goes, um, I think they have a very good rotation, especially if they pitch even you know remotely like these guys did last year. Yeah. You know, you have a Corbin mm-hmm. Burns that maybe gets stretched out a little bit more, uh, pitches a few more innings, and and can really get you deep into games. Brandon Woodruff, same thing. He you know he's kind of been a workhorse for them. Freddie Peralta, same thing. You know, you got a really nice three three man punch there. And Adrian Hauser and Eric Lauer do round out the rotation, I think, pretty well. So their strength is definitely in pitching, and the back end of the bullpen with Josh Hader. I mean, you got probably the best guy in baseball, just about. So as far as pitching goes, and, Williams. and and Devin Williams and um and I believe they acquired someone else. I don't I don't have it in my notes here. Um, they have guys like uh, Brad Boxberger and stuff like that. But yeah. between Hader and Williams, uh, their pitching is their strength. Yeah. You know, and we knew that going in, you know, into the playoffs last year, that yeah. was their strength, they, and they didn't hit. Yeah. So the Brewers. Remember last year we said their pitching could be good. They just had too many question marks. We didn't know how good their pitchers were going to be. Potential was there. Was the talent actually there? Mm-hmm. Talent was actually there, plus some last year. Yeah. Now, here's your question with their pitching. Is the talent there to stay, or was that some of their best years? Because mm-hmm. it's too early on in their careers. You go, that's a, that's a base, that's back of your baseball card. Well, back of his baseball card, he was okay one year, great one year. Well, where does that leave you? Should be good. Mm-hmm. But not great. You don't know. So we'll see. Their pitching is definitely their strength. Devin Williams, didn't two, you know, two years ago, was one of the best pitchers. Uh, last year, he struggled a bit. Not bad. Hater's been really good. Um, offensively, where did Yelich go, right? Is that still Christian Yelich, or is that just, you know, is that Pete, Pete, Pete Davidson up there hitting the ball? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's looking like Pete Davidson's up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, because he's not even close. I know. He was 340, smashing home runs. He, couldn't, he could not hit a home run. He could not. That one year, he was, I, I'd never seen a hitter like that. And then now, he, he, was, he could barely hit the ball. He's got to come back. Lorenzo Cain, uh, you know, he's okay. Cutchin, McCutcheon's okay. You know, he's just getting older and he's starting to get some of his injuries, but not a bad piece. Navarre is is, is pretty consistent for them. Telez does his job. You know, I just don't see offensively them being that strong unless Yelich comes back. If Yelich can come back, and I'm not saying be the MVP like he was nuts, but he's got to come back and be pretty close to that MVP. Yeah. that's the type of player he is. If he can do that... Then this offense does, does a leg to stand on, and then the other guys just have to be manageable. And then with that pitching, they can stick around. So it's definitely a decent team. I just again, it's 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 been for a couple of years now. It's almost like what I I can't say they're going to be good, like really good, because I just there's just not enough. Somewhere to raise, you know, where you're like this is a good team. I just I don't know where I can really stand up and be like I know this is going to be good. I don't know yet. Yeah, but they could I definitely agree. win 100 games. They could definitely be 500. Yeah, yeah. That's how they've been for a couple of years now. And they rely a lot on their pitching mm-hmm. for a couple of years now. Is that pitching finally going to kind of give? If that happens, then you're talking about a 70-win team. You used to pitching, you know, Craig Council, I mean, beat the, beat the bullpen up for two years. I mean, really eating them up. And it's working. But eventually it fades. You right. just don't have the arms to keep doing that. So 
we'll see what happens. It's, it's a good team. They have a good roster. They can win this division. They can make a push in the playoffs. But they do have their own question marks. And one is their, their three-hitter or four-hitter or two-hitter, whatever you want to put Yelich. That's the key to this team. Right. That and their pitching being close to what it was last year. And Yelich has to be Yelich. Otherwise, I, I just don't see how you can – you can't have a guy like that and not, you know. Yeah. You know, you can't have your best player not play. Mm-hmm. And, not, and, and be playing and just not be doing good. You could have brought anybody up last year and beat his stats. Oh, yeah. And that's not that. Christian Yelich is an MVP, you know, one of the better hitters in all of baseball. Defensively, they're okay. We'll see. We'll see. You know, a lot, a lot of a lot of kind of streaky hitters. Renfro, streaky hitter, you know. I just don't know what they're going to get. I just see that, you know, the team could definitely be pretty good. But we'll see. Yeah, uh, uh, definitely a lot of question marks there. Um, pitching, like I said, if they pitch relatively like they did, you know, you know, you don't have to have ace status, Cy Young status, <laughs> but if, if they, you know, if they all come together and pitch with a th- you know three something ERA and and really put in innings, because I think yeah. that's a big problem with that I saw with Corbin Burns, put in innings and eat innings and save your bullpen a little bit. I think I would rather have that than the guy that comes in for five innings and gives up one run, you know, and and you have a really good ERA. Um, I'd rather you help my bullpen out, you know, and and um, yeah. kind of take take me deep into a game. So we'll, yeah. you know, we'll There's end up seeing a little race. Yeah, you kind of figure it out, and you're like, oh, they're a good team, but you can't you can't look at them and tell me, well, this is you know they're gonna be good. Yeah, you can't quite put your finger on, well, that's why. Yeah, you know, it's but there's they a lot. end up being pretty good. You're just like, I, there's no, you can't sit there and look at them on paper, but whether well, they're good. Yeah, I'm not going to take away that they could win the division. Um, I think they could very realistically could, yeah. see a, a playoff spot easily. Uh, and um, they can go deep in the playoffs. With yeah. Pitching and, and got what Yelich can do. But they can easily be sitting home with 70 wins like the Twins were last year, get slapped in the head all year, and you're like, what the hell happened? Yeah. I mean, easily. Mm-hmm. Just as easy as the Twins did in the last year. They got smacked around, and they were one of the better teams. Right. Or they can go, to the, you know, be deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're just they're hit or miss. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, we'll see how they do in the season so, type deal. So, yeah, we'll, we'll... and uh, you know, the last bit there with their prospects pool has kind of been their, you know, where you don't have any prospects. <laughs> That's how it kind of felt with them, right? They have uh, Sal Freelich, outfielder. He's the 70th ranked prospect, and they have Joey Weimer, who's the outfielder. He's the 100th ranked prospect. So you have two in the top 100. Then they have Garrett Mitchell, an outfield prospect as well. Um, so prospect pool not great. They have two in the top 100 and none in the top 69 players. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're not that great prospect-wise still. So not really a bunch coming up through the farm either, which is kind of weird for them because it's been a couple of years like this. Right. So I just they're just very weird franchise. <laughs> yeah. That's but, first, that's for sure. But they're, they're there. They're, they could be competitive. They definitely can go deep in the playoffs or they can go home. So question mark team. Every division has a couple question mark teams. That's your big kind of wild card team in this in AL Central, possibly in the whole NL. Right. They could just, they could change the whole NL, or they could just be, you know, like, oh, it doesn't matter. We're going to face the Brewers today. Mm-hmm. Or they'd be like, you know, damn, we're going to go face the Brewers. Good luck. Right. Yeah, Um. we'll just see how they end up. And, uh, you know, I, I think that they could definitely go places. It's just uh, we'll see what team hits the field, you know. Consistently. Yeah, yeah, consist- on a consistent basis, yeah. Um. The final <clears throat> team for the episode, and last but not least, is the St. Louis Cardinals. A team, uh, you know, in similar vein to the Brewers that really have the potential to really kind of run the run the show here in the Central, um, but have to kind of put things together, have to have some things to figure out. Uh, so the projected starting lineup for the Cardinals is second baseman Tommy Edmond, uh, first baseman Paul Goldschmidt, outfielder Tyler O'Neill, third baseman Nolan Arenado, outfielder Dylan Carlson, 
catcher, Yadier Molina. DH, Corey Dickerson. Shortstop, Paul DeYoung. And outfielder, Harrison Bader. The projected rotation is Adam Wainwright, uh, Jack Flaherty. I put a question mark because didn't he go for some scans and there was something going on with him, but there wasn't an official IL move or anything. Uh, he had some shoulder issues last year, um, tried coming back from, and um, they wanted to get some tests and make sure there's no real problems there, but they're going to be safe with him, so he'll probably be shut down for a little while. Yeah. She might miss a month or two. Um, I don't think it's too, too serious, though. But, yeah, uh, you might miss some of him, which is one of their issues already Yeah, for the team. Yeah, but, they, um, they put him on the projected rot, like starting rotation as like a one or two guy. I'm like, well, I heard he was kind of yeah, figuring something out. So I think it's more of a, a little bit more precautionary. Like, hey, let's make sure he's okay and kind of get him to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So you might miss a little bit of time. But as of right now, I don't think it's too, too serious. Okay. Well, you have him. And then to round out the rotation, you have Steven Matz, Dakota Hudson, and Miles Michaelis. Um, he's healthy. Miles Michaelis yeah, for the first time in two years. Yeah, right, right. Um, I have forgot about that. This team uh, is obviously very good, um, have a very good lineup, and some guys here that have potential to be MVPs. You have, I'm looking at four of them. Um, <laughs> you have a rotation that, uh, while not the scariest on paper, Adam Wainwright and Jack Flaherty pitch how they can, and Stephen Matz gives you kind of what he was what he was dealing with with the, with the Blue Jays. Um, you've got a nice one, two, three there. Dakota Hudson and Miles Michaelis round out things nice. Michaelis two years um, ago was like dark horse Cy Young. Yeah, he was pitching mm-hmm. so great. Right. Injuries the last few years have really, you know, sapped him. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. He, he you know, even if he pitches uh, as a as a three, you know, three or four guy, you got a nice rounding out of the rotation there. Um, and then you've got Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Arenado, and Dark Horse Dylan Carlson as potential like legitimate MVP guys. Um, obviously, more Goldschmidt, Arenado, and O'Neill. Um, but those are some. Those are just like real legit guys in the lineup. And it goes without saying this team's defense is amazing. Um, so, you know, you got a good bullpen, some depth there, some young guys like Lars Newtbar and uh, Edmundo Sosa. This is a good team. Uh, do I think that they're just like you pencil them in and you just write them in as the division winner? Not necessarily, but I think that they have one of the more complete rosters that you're looking at in this central division. Um, I think that they, top to bottom, have a lot of tight, you know, it's hard to find a real big gaping hole in this in this roster. There are holes. Uh, there's things you can fill. But this is a good team, and I think that they're going to be a serious playoff contender. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the Cardinals are one of the best teams in the entire NL and one of the best teams in all baseball. Uh, lineup-wise, you put a lineup – you write a lineup card with any team. Okay, because whatever with the Dodgers. I know the Dodgers. Write a team in there. That's not the Dodgers and pace for everybody. And tell me who's better. There's not, a, there's not a team better. There's not a lineup better other than maybe the Dodgers. And that's just besides the point. <laughs> but give me the give me the Cardinals. You got you got every piece. You got a top of the order guy. You got a middle of the order guy. You got the bottom of the order guy. You got speed. I mean, you got switch hitters. You got, you got power. I mean, I don't know what you're missing lineup-wise. I really don't. Right. Tommy Edmund, yeah. great hitter. Goldspit was all, you know, flashback Goldsmith last year. Uh, Paul DeJong struggled mightily. He's a guy who really is not a bad hitter. Defensively, he's very good. If he can get back to being close to the hitter he's supposed to be, right? That's a big, 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 big addition. Arnado, MVP, right? MVP type player. Tyler Neal could be MVP. The guy who smashes the ball. He's built like a house. He can run the bases. Dylan, Dylan Carlson's going to be one of the best outfielders in all of baseball. He's just, that's how it's going to be. Last year, he was, what, a quiet 
almost rookie of the year, batting 260-something with 20-something runs, stealing some bases. Quiet. I guess that's quiet. As a switch hitter. <laughs> As a switch hitter, yeah. I mean, that's a guy who's going to bat 300, hit 30 home runs, and just move on with his life, right? Harrison Bader, one of the best defensive outfielders we have in the game. And he hit last year. Their bench, pretty solid, right? Cardinals, no matter who they call up, they can call a guy from single A, he'll come up about 300 for a month. That's what the Cardinals do. So you always got that in their back pocket. Molina is consistent. I know he's not the same Molina. Defensively, he's very, still very close to the same Molina. Offensively, he still puts up you know numbers, and he's still clutch. I mean, he stole like five bases last year. Fastest catcher around, right? <laughs> so pitching-wise, if Flaherty's healthy for more than like a month, as long as you can give him half a year, at least the back half of the year into the playoffs. That's a Cy Young guy. Wainwright was great last year. Miles Mickles is healthy. Dakota Hudson was a high potential guy years ago. He's still young. Um, Steven Matz, you know, he's just not he, he's not stuck with the Mets with the you know with the high um, potential. I think that kind of bear him down. People kind of kept putting pressure on him, pressure on him, pressure. On him. You got to be good. You got to be good. You got to be good, right? He got away from that with Toronto. Boom. Seemed like he found something. He goes to the Cardinals. He should be able to still blossom there. The rotation could need a little bit of help. Maybe they get one piece. Maybe they go make a, a big trade. Maybe they go make a decent trade at some point. Sean Manaya at this point. Frankie Montas. Those would be two. One of those would be great, great moves for them. That sets yeah. that rotation up for great success. Mm-hmm. As long as Flaherty is somewhat healthy. Bullpen-wise, Anthony Reyes is already hurt. Struggling with some issues there. Um, he could be missing... Uh, you know, he could miss up to half a year, half the season, but expected to be back at some point in play. So I, I wouldn't say he's, you know, you're missing him. Jordan Hicks is supposed to be back. Was it Alex Reyes you meant? Alex Reyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So those guys are supposed to be, you know, Jordan Hicks should be back. Alex Reyes, he's already dealing with some injuries, but he should be pitching at some point this year unless things go haywire. So they could use a bullpen piece here and there. I believe they still have, what, Andrew Miller out there. Um, yeah, I think so. You know, he's not the same pitcher, but still not a bad piece. Giovanni Gallegos. Underrated, one of the better relievers. He could do. You could put him in the fifth inning if you wanted. You could put him in the eighth inning. You could pitch two innings. You could be the closer. They have a couple pieces like that. So bullpen could get a bit better. Could they be in the Craig Kimbrell sweepstakes if the White Sox decide to trade him? Absolutely. That would be a piece. That would be the piece that really puts them. And then Reyes comes back. That's really strengthens that up. Could they go get a starting pitcher? Manaya or Manea? Frankie Montas strengthens them right up. <clears throat> is Luis Castillo available with the Reds trade him in division? You never know. Mm-hmm. Reds do whatever they want, whenever they want. It's true. Um, there's just they they they're right on the cusp. They can go. They can go all the way with this team. Mm-hmm. They can add a piece or two. I don't see a team that's just more complete in their abilities to do whatever they want on the field. Defensively, right. they're one of the best defensive teams we've seen in a long, long time. Mm-hmm. They can run the bases. They almost single-handedly beat the Dodgers. Right in the, in the in the playoffs last year, and it was the wild card game. Yeah, wild card. Single handedly by running the bases and playing great defense. Well, they steal five bases in that game, four bases in something, that game. Yeah, something. They like scored that. the run the first inning, I believe. The guy got the first. He stole second. It was a throw thro- threw it past the second baseman, or no, it was a wild pitch, next pitch. Mm-hmm. And then the next pitch was like a ground ball, and they scored. It was a you know, scored one of the two runs they scored mm-hmm. just by being on base, which teams don't do anymore. And running the bases, which teams don't do anymore. Right. And teams don't play great defense because they put guys out of position. Yeah, that's just baseball. So, they they, they do that. They have and then the, and their their depth in the team and their pitching is a great team. Mm-hmm. It is a great team. And last year they, they they had injuries and they didn't play great and they still were right there. So yeah. if they could just be healthy, 
they're going to be really, really good. <laughs> I don't know how teams... I think they're projected like 81 wins this year. Yeah, I don't know I, about that. You Jesus. give me the Cardinals over anybody, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going to complain. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to complain. And there's not a team I would take over the Cardinals, just because they're complete. Other teams better on paper, or the Mets comparable, better on paper. Could the Braves be? Yeah, they could be. Oh, Dodgers, sure. Yeah. It's a little bit different animal there, but complete? No. They're young, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take Wainwright and, and Molina out. It's a pretty young team. Yeah, Goldsmith's, I guess, older. Mm-hmm. Well, the rest of them are all, what, 25 years old? Or not, 28, 29? Mm-hmm. Everyone else is, you know, real young. Edmund, great player. Um, they're a really good team, and they have pieces in the, in the minors. Uh, third baseman Jordan Walker is a 30th-ranked prospect. Nolan Gorman, second base, third base, first base kind of utility guy. He's 33rd-ranked prospect. Mm-hmm. Can he come up and be maybe a little bit DH? Could they also be on Pujols to bring him back? What a reunion that would be. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, then you have this guy who could be the the piece that puts them over the edge. Matthew Liebertor, mm-hmm. the pitcher, the 43rd-ranked prospect, who was higher in the last couple of years. Obviously, kind of slowed his, you know, getting into the majors, kind of slowed him down a little bit. But he's still a 43rd-ranked prospect. Big lefty with big curveball. Mm-hmm. You bring him up. Does that sound familiar? Big curveball. Young guy. Rainwright, right? You bring him up, and he could be in the rotation to help that rotation, or in the, even in the bullpen, helping the bullpen. That could be a missing link. Yeah, that really sets them off the edge. And you know they have other minor leaguers. They're a very mm-hmm. deep team. They have they have three in the top 100. They have three in the top 43, and they have very deep. They're always deep. They're always a top 10 farm system. They always bring guys up who just produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are willing to spend some money and, and make some trades. We've seen that with Goldsmith and Arenado and you know guys like that. They're willing to make those moves. Right, right. So this is a team that could really, really compete. I I would put them winning this division. I would put them 90-plus wins. They could win 100 wins. They could be in the World Series. Or they can kind of be some injury-prone and deal and fight and make a wild card and then make a run at it. It's mm-hmm. the Cardinals. They're in the playoffs. They can win the whole thing. Yeah, they are always like a, a team to watch if they're in it. You know. Yeah, count them out, and they'll be, they'll be first team there. Yeah. So I, it's a very exciting team. It's a great organization. The uniforms are great. The colors are great. Stadium is awesome. Can't wait to get out there sometime. They just they, the reason I like them so much is because they just they, they play the game how you're supposed to play the game. Mm-hmm. You steal bases, you have some contact hitters, you have your power hitters. They play great, great defense. You know they don't just have a bunch of guys who just throw real hard and get, make a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. They have pitchers. They have some guys that throw hard. They play good defense. They steal bases. They have power. They have young guys switch hitters. I mean they do a little bit of everything. How can you not like that? Right. It's why team people kind of like the Rays and they watch them. They're like this team that kind of does things and they're not really. You know, especially them, they don't pay anybody. Yeah, this they just play just baseball. Of, yeah, plays the game the way it's supposed to be played, which is different from almost every team anymore, mm-hmm. which is why this team's exciting. Right. For me, at least. Someone who actually likes watching baseball, not just watching, you know, caveman swing bat. Yeah, yeah. You know, which we get to watch here in New York. Yeah, well, most of the time. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, when you're in a division where you've got – you know, the Pirates you can pretty much beat up on. That can, you know, not that, you you, you know, you're playing, uh, is it this season, I believe, you're, pay, you're playing less divisional games? Uh, I'm not or sure is it... starting this year or next year. It's probably going to be more next year because I think they already had a schedule out. Right, right, right. Year, so I imagine they won't do that. Well, either way, you've got a lot of games against the Pirates. Reds are kind of full, you know, they're they're yeah. blowing things up. So you got two teams there that you don't have to worry about. Then you got the Cubs who are kind of middle ground. Then you got the Brewers or the other team. And you're a more complete team than the Brewers. So unless the Brewers catch fire, uh, which, you know, as we just talked about, is certainly possible. 
um, and they really battle you for the division. You like your chances as the Cardinals. Yeah. You like you you know you've got the defense and speed advantage over probably most of baseball. Very complete lineup. Uh, I think there you know you could question the rotation depth, especially if Jack Flaherty has some trouble with his arm and shoulder. Uh, I think you could add bullpen pieces. I think you could add a bench piece. I think an Albert Pujols move would be very nice. So I think there's there's for me there's a little bit of depth that you can add, which is nothing that some free agent signings and some trade deadline moves can't fix. The, so, the nucleus of this team is there. Not many teams oh, have yeah. that. Like okay, we have the core. It's just add on add ons. Right. Yeah, they're they're just solid. They have the pieces of a team that can avoid those those treacherous. Ten game losing streaks and two out of t- two out of ten losing streaks. Like, yeah, that's true. They have the ability if we're not hitting well, well maybe we could pitch well. Maybe we're not pitching well. We're playing great defense and we're stealing runs on the bases. Mm. That wins you that extra game and keeps you out of that. Keeps you more in that four and six on a bad run. Maybe three and seven on a bad run instead of that one and nine. Right. What that one and ten or two and twelve? It's like that's a bad run. Mm-hmm. They have the, the abilities, but they also have the offense that can just go nuts. They have the pitching that could be really good. Then they have the defense and the speed that can kind of help them out of these bad, you know, these 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 bad gullies. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to kind of stay from away from the cold streaks, the long cold streaks. But they have the abilities if things are going, they could. I mean, they can have they could be not doing two things and still be dominating because they're just built built that way. Yeah, right. So that's what's exciting with them, and I, you know, I do. Like the Cardinals in the National League, they are a team that I, I do like to follow and keep up with. But it's because the way they play the base, play the game, and and, and run the organization. But um, it's teams like this who are kind of built more homegrown and and just they do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. I just don't see how you don't you can't like them. Well, you know, in the division or something. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, but they just mean. seem to be give them a chance. Mm-hmm. They're one of those teams, and they're gonna they're gonna take it. and They're gonna run with it. Yeah. Every single year they get to the playoffs, I'm like, here they go. They yeah, they, go all the way. They've certainly got the uh, the roster to do it, and it's just a matter of doing it. And we'll see. And what, you know, yeah, you got to stay healthy. Obviously, you know, it's some some injuries just really derail a season and just really demoralize a team. But uh, if you can stay off of that and um, play kind of how they did at points last year, and this is a very good team. Uh, and I think that they shouldn't have a problem finding a playoff spot, really, at all. No, especially with the expanded um, playoffs. Oh, yeah, certainly, yeah. And I think they could win the division. You know, that's that's kind of it for the teams we wanted to talk about for this episode. We talked yeah. about the, the NL East minus Marlins last week. Talked about the three teams here for the NL Central. We'll come back next week with the entirety of the NL West plus the last two, almost literally and figuratively, the last two teams in the NL Central. So we will finish up the divisional, you know, kind of our – quick look at the uh teams next week and then and then go into our full here's our numbers here's our wins here's our losses here's our predictions here's our awards the craziness which all the wrong answers right yeah and (laughs) in case you haven't noticed free agency is actively going on that you know free agency and trade markets so teams we already talked about have made additions like what comes right to mind for me is the red sox just got trevor story the marlins got Jorge soler literally the last team we talked about literally a week ago today yeah uh, you know, uh, these are moves that may not move the needle on. Hey, now they're a playoff team, but they move the needle on. Well, now they're going to take. They're going to. They got some more wins. Maybe are they, they take five wins. Or are they eighty-eight wins? Yeah, maybe they're taking more wins away from from the division they're in. Maybe you know, all of a sudden it gets a little tighter in that division. So, you know, there there's been moves um, from teams we talked about, especially in the AL East and AL Central, um, where we talked about them before the CBA even let up. So there's definitely things to talk about there. A la Carlos Correa. Again, maybe not moving the needle too far, but it does move the needle, signings like this. So, 
um, that's when we'll give our full impressions and we'll have a much, much more complete look at the at the at the field of play for all thirty teams. And that's so two weeks those free agency and trades are still gonna be rolling from then. Yeah. So Yeah, so that, so we're, you know, a little longer episode and next week should be a little longer again just to kinda of get us back on track. Then the next week's gonna be another longer episode when we go to all our predictions and we get some of the stuff right. We get pretty close on some of the stuff and sometimes we're just completely not really wrong. Yeah, that's just baseball. But um <laughs> that's what we do. Other than that, the last thing I got here is a trivia question. <clears throat> I try keeping it somewhat related to, to this episode. Um, so, you wanted to go with who gave up, which pitcher gave up Mike Piazza's famous home run in the first game back in New York after the 9-11 attacks. Um, obviously, everybody knows it's Piazza, the big home run, right? First game back in New York. It's like one of the most famous, memorable home runs of all time. And most maybe one of the most important home runs of all time. Oh, yeah. You know? But who gave it up? You don't really talk about the guys who give it up. So it's the guys who hits it, right? It wouldn't make sense. But who gave up that home run? So it was a bottom of the eighth, uh, September 21st, 2001, bottom of the eighth inning. The Braves are up 2-1, to one, just took the lead. And Steve Carsey on the mound gives up the home run to Mike Piazza. The so, name I'm not that familiar with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so which pitcher gave Mike Piazza's famous home run after the 9-11 attacks? Back, first game back in New York. Name is Steve Carsey. In the bottom of the eighth inning in Shea Stadium. Yeah, very famous home run. I'm sure uh, most of you, especially me, you know, when I was trying to guess the trivia question, I was like, I can see it. I see the moment in my head. Oh, yeah. I've seen it a million times. It's just like, who's the guy that threw the ball? I, I yeah. couldn't tell sometimes you. Sometimes it's a bigger name with these moments. And Hank Aaron was Al Downing, you know? Yeah. So sometimes it's a big name. Sometimes it's a guy, you know, he just was okay, hanging around for some years and... Yeah, like just, it or not, he's memorable for something. Yeah, you're part of history, whether you, you like yeah, it or not. Especially that's one of the biggest home runs of all time. Yeah. So, you know, Guy, if you're a Mets fan, maybe you know that. Um, if you're just a baseball historian, maybe you just it's, you like the little facts like that. I don't know, but I didn't know really know the guy. Nor do I. You know, it's hard to remember all the guys that gave up the big home runs, you know, especially if it's Unless you're famous. talking. Unless they're yeah. the bigger names, Al Downing. Again, of course, it's always to go to because he's one of the better pitchers to, to go up something that yeah. Historic, sure. Well, and you know Dennis Eckersley. Yeah. You know that's he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He get, one of the most historic home runs of all time. It's it's just kind of how you run into things. Right. Yeah. It's a, I mean it's a good trivia question though, and uh, you know I, I, it's I, it's ones like that that I like that really test your baseball knowledge. Like, do you really pay attention to the little things like that? Like who, you know, yeah, we all remember Mike Piazza, but who was the guy that served that ball up? You know, who was the guy that he hit it off of? It's, it's, I, I like that stuff. Right up there with the, you know, who, who scored the walk-off run for, you know, with Derek Jeter, right? Mm-hmm. That last game at Yankee Stadium, right? Yeah. It's things like that. It's like, you know, you see it happen or you think about it, maybe shortly after, you're like, well, that's a trivia question. Yeah. Uh, yeah you try I've, remembering it, yeah. but then you just don't remember it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of those right there. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, all in all, a longer episode, but that's what we give you for our 100th episode. I guess it makes sense. Instead of just yeah. doing it quick, like, eh, whatever. But, yeah, so that's that's the NLE slash NL Central episode, um, our 100th episode. We will come back with one more Divisional Predictions episode next week and then come with our big predictions, and then it moves right into our normal weekly show uh, from there. And, you know, hopefully by the time we do our predictions, we have a really good look at the league, we can really make solid predictions, uh, and we really have a good idea of what the playoff field will look like, you know, because with the expanded playoffs, I think it's going to be a little easier to predict 
because even if you don't quite get, you know, this division winner, it's a little easier to say, well, they, they got a playoff spot, you know? So, um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to do predictions. And, um, that's kind of all I had for this episode. I feel like we went, uh, in depth on a lot of these teams, just more um, local teams, we figured to give them an extra couple minutes of our time. And plus, a lot of these teams are good. You know, the, for the first three teams, talk about Braves, Mets, Phillies, very good. Cardinals, good. Brewers, good. You know, so you want to talk. It's more five, exciting to talk about the teams that you're going to see a lot more of. Five or seven teams can be in the NLCS. Yeah. So, you know, we, we want to give these teams credit. We don't want to just brush off playoff teams. You know what I mean? Not that we want to brush off any team, but, you know, some teams are just, uh, you know, there's a lot more to analyze when you got a lot of superstars, so. But yeah, that's all I kind of got for this episode. I don't know if you have any final notes or thoughts, but we can, uh, if not. No, that's it. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. You can catch this podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Google Podcasts and Spotify. You can listen on our regularly updated YouTube channel as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLaPree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLaPree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep. Take care.